Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. States have passed over 90 new pro-life laws in 21. That sets a new record. We interview Neil Mammon with Every Black Life Matters. And Bonnie Selah has written an important book, 40 Unstoppable Women in the Bible. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. Are you ready to pray the news with us? Here's our first story. States have now passed 90 pro-life laws in 2021, which is a new record. Life News and Michael New report. In the first half of 2021, states have passed 90 pro-life laws, which is a new record in the number passed by states in one year. The previous record had been set in 2011. Back then, 89 state-level pro-life bills were signed into law, and that's in the entire calendar year. Well, this year they did 90 in just the first half of the year. It could double by the end of the, of the year. According to the Guttmacher Institute, 90% of the new pro-life laws this year have been enacted in states that the group deems hostile to abortion rights. On social media, Guttmacher, a pro-abortion group, has doubled down on their anti-life message, calling 21, quote, the worst year for abortion rights and abortion access in US history, end quote. In other words, they're mad that fewer children are being killed. This year's legislative record at the state level is even more impressive than many observers realize. As I said, the 89 laws that were passed in 2011 were significant, but they were also right after the Affordable Health Care Act had been enacted. So there was some backlash after Obamacare legalized funding of abortions. And as a result, many of those laws were putting us on the defense. In some instances, some state laws passed protecting the conscience rights of healthcare professionals and others placed limits on taxpayer funding of abortion. Well, now we're going on the offense, stopping government subsidized insurance plans from killing children through various state exchanges. And by contrast, most of the pro-life laws enacted this year are substantive efforts to protect preborn children. Now we're going on the offense. Six states have enacted gestational age limits on abortion. Oklahoma and, and Texas have laws that would outlaw abortion in the event that Roe v. Wade is overturned. And decisions that abortion policy return to the states. South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem signed legislation that would protect preborn children who have been diagnosed with Down syndrome. And Arizona Governor Doug Ducey signed a similar law to protect unborn children diagnosed with genetic abnormalities. Eight states have also placed limits on the availability of chemical abortion drugs, and five states have enacted laws to protect children born alive after an attempted abortion. That's the news, our thanks to Life News 
and Michael New for that report. There are great victories being made toward the end goal, right? Which is no abortions, at least from the time that a baby is conceived, we believe life begins at conception. Here's what the Bible says in Psalm 139, for you formed me, my inward parts, you covered me in my mother's womb, I will praise you God, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Let's pray about this, would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we pray for an end to abortion in our lifetime, that elective child killing would cease and that every state would protect life beginning at conception. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we have great interviews from NRB. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign an important online petition. Today, I wanna invite you to sign a critical petition to defend innocent babies and to end abortion in America. On this show, we like to pray and petition God, but we also need you to take action today by petitioning Congress to stop the taxpayer-funded child killing, especially by defunding Planned Parenthood, America's number one abortion provider. Why are your taxes paying to murder innocent children in the womb? Well, if Congress would simply define personhood as life beginning at conception, we can reverse Roe versus Wade. Please join me today by signing this important petition to Congress. Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org and sign your petition today. Sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. Today we are remembering to pray for and commemorate our 45th president, Donald J. Trump, who was, in our generation, perhaps the most pro-life, pro-family, pro-Israel, and pro-America president of our time. To remember him and honor him, we've issued these brand new golden commemorative coins. They have Donald Trump right in the cover and it says, in God we trust, to remind you to pray for our 45th president. For a suggested donation of $45 to our ministry, we'll remember and send you this 45th president coin. And not just that, we're gonna throw in a copy of my book, How to Liberate the World with the Christian Activist DVD. So you get all three. You have a coin to remember to pray and then to learn how to be an effective Christian activist. You get the book and the DVD and then to show the world your Christian faith, we're gonna add this window decal. It says, I pray for religious freedom. So you can remember to pray, learn, and show the world that you stand with us at Pray In Jesus Name. Please donate today when you visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Click on the bookstore button at the top and you see all four items for a suggested donation of $45. Or call us right now at 866-Obey-God get yours today. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. We're here at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention and the, the sounds you're gonna hear behind me, I think they're having a pep rally, literally, in the next room. Roar from the crowds, maybe because of our broadcast. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, Neil Maman is my new guest and a new friend. He represents every Black Lives Matter their website, everyblm.org. Uh, Neil, welcome to the program. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you, we had your friend Kevin yes. on our program when we interviewed him last year when we were at 
The Return, yes. a national day of prayer and repentance in Washington, D.C. And Kevin told us about how the abortion holocaust is literally killing the children of the black community. Right. And so people who say black lives matter, but they're pro-abortion, they don't think all black lives matter. Your, your message is what? Well, basically, if you think about, if you, if you really care about black lives, you have to care that 50% of African-Americans have been killed in abortions. 50% of Americans. African-Americans have right. been killed in abortions. So there's 44 million African-Americans today. There would have been 64 million. 20 million of them have been killed through abortion, funded by the government. And if you think about what's going on, if you really care about black lives, this would be the biggest concern to the app because that's a genocide. In fact, the reproduction rate of the African-American community is so low that in a few years they'll be, they'll be wiped out completely. So if you, how can anybody say they care about racism, they care about black lives, they care about what's going on in the inner cities unless they address this problem? In fact, we were at a, 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 at a city a few months ago and we called the mayor out. We said, if you care about, because they wanted to stay, make a statement on racism. So if you want to make a statement on racism, you should call out Planned Parenthood because 70, 79% of all Planned Parenthoods are in the African-American community and they only consist of 13% of the population. Say that slower. The numbers again? 79% of all, all Planned Parenthoods are in the African-American communities, and yet African-Americans only consist of 13% of the population. Oh, my gosh. So, so by comparison, they're trying to exterminate black people. Is Absolutely. Your you, conclusion? you don't need to be pro-life or pro-choice. You just have to be against killing blacks to be against this uh, genocide. Why would they put most of the abortion clinics in the black communities uh, when when there are only 13% of the population is African-American? Well, quite simply, this because Margaret Sanger, way back in, who started Planned Parenthood, was a racist eugenicist. And she said, I don't want word to get out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. And you say, well, that was taken out of context. It wasn't. Look at the fact that she wanted to get rid of the weaker races and the undesirables. And then you realize exactly why Planned Parenthoods are in there. And the worst thing is that we're paying for it. Our federal funding is going to do that. The only reason they're there is because they get money from the government. Let's talk about that federal funding. Uh, this is the first presidency, Joe Biden, introduced a budget without the Hyde Amendment. And that's an important limiting budget that was uh, prevented Congress right. from funding abortions with our taxpayer dollars. Now Biden wants to do the opposite. He wants, you know, billions of dollars, uh, 1.7 billion extra dollars for killing children, especially through Planned Parenthood. Yeah, so the Hyde Amendment applies especially to outside the United States where we are not allowed, the Hyde Amendment said we, were not, we should not be funding any agency that does abortions. And so what uh, Biden has done is he's let that come back in with a vengeance. Now, I think that when we next have Congress and the Senate and the presidency, we need to pass a law so it's not just an amendment, it's actually a law that prevents that from happening ever again. But that actually shows the disingenuous of them. What they, they don't care about human life. They only care about their propaganda, their uh, policies, and their policies are anti-life. And again, at the bottom of all, this is socialism and Marxism. There's no way to get away from that because the root of Marxism basically is to destroy the family, to destroy life, and to, if you will, eradicate certain undesirables. Well, let's say the government and, and frankly, the Democrat Party continue to try to exterminate unborn African-American children. 
How can we be a positive alternative? How can the Christian church uh, offer assistance to pregnant black women to, to make sure that they carry their babies to term? So there are many organizations in the United States that go, you know, people say, well, you, don't, you only care about unborn, you don't care about the, the, the born. Well, no, in fact, there are abortion agency, not abortion, adoption agencies, sorry, who are willing to and helping people. In fact, there are so many families who want to adopt. There's so many families who are willing to pay for funding for motherless, uh, I mean, um, homeless mothers to take care of them and to make sure that they take the baby to term. There are so many families who are willing to uh, fund uh, child care and things like that. In fact, universities, Liberty University had a program where if you had, if you had a baby out of wedlock and you were willing to carry to term, they would actually give you health care. They'd give you, um, they'd take care of you and they'd give you a scholarship, things like that. And yet, uh, what's happening now is that the abortion industry, though, wants to make money, so they're changing the laws. So what we have to do is we have to get involved in the laws. It's not important enough for us to just say, hey, we're going to work on this side. But we've got to stop the cause of the problem. For instance, uh, Bonhoeffer said it's not enough to just bind the wounds of the people who are being hurt by the wheel. We have to bind the wheel itself. <clears throat> You have to change the law, but, but sometimes the Supreme Court likes to dictate what they think the Constitution says. Is there any hope for a reversal? Now we have six conservatives on the Supreme Court. Well, we hope we have six conservatives, yeah, but we, we do have potentially at least five. And so what we're hoping for now is that we can push it through all the upper, through all the layers and get it to the Supreme Court. I think there's a good chance of overthrowing it. Now, here's the problem, though. If they overthrow it, they may just send it back to the states. And I think they should not just send it back to the states. They should say this is a life issue. So we need a, a life, a, a, human, a human amendment that says life begins at conception. So that's what the Supreme Court should do. Not just say, oh, the states can decide. Supreme Court should say, no, this is a life issue. This is a, this is a, um, a rights issue. And you have the right to life. Here's what I predict mathematically, and, and maybe you can disagree. Uh, if the Supreme Court were to overturn Roe and send it back to the states, then all the red states would have more African-Americans in the future because Absolutely. they would not kill their children. All the blue states, fewer African-Americans yeah. in the future because they would continue to kill children through Planned Parenthood and abortion. Uh, mention your website, Neil, so, and, and how can we... So everyblm.com, everyblm.org also. Uh, we, we, we need your help financially. We need your help in uh, getting the word out because we want you to engage with African-Americans because the reality is if you care about black life, you have to care about black babies as well. And that's where the most, yeah, it's terrible what's happening with, with criminal justice. We need criminal justice reform. But we're talking about 10 or 12 people killed unjustly. But when you talk about African-American lives, there are millions. I mean, half a million or a, three, a, a third of a million being killed every year. That's far greater issue than, than criminal justice reform. So I think, so please come and join us. And of course, we, we crave your prayers too. Would you lead us in a prayer? Absolutely. Lord, we pray that you will turn this country to understanding its, uh, uh, its depravity when it comes to this abortion issue. That you will give bravery to the, all the Christians and all the pastors, Lord. There's so many churches. If every church were to take a stance and to teach about abortion, to teach how evil it is, and to hold accountable the politicians, we could change this country overnight. The only reason that abortion is legal here is because the church has not gotten involved. So we pray that you will convict them now. You will burn in their hearts the need for them to act for life. Because if we don't have life, we don't have anything. The first human right is life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. My guest has been Neil Mammon, everyblm.org. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back.
This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Chaps. I want to introduce my friend, Mike Lindell, who wants to help support our ministry in the work of PIJN News. Uh, Mike, what do you think? Well, I think everybody out there, y'all need to get behind Pray in Jesus' Name's ministry. Dr. Chaps here, but this great ministry needs your support and you can, you should donate to it. You can also use your promo code PRAYNEWS and anything you're getting from my pillow with big discounts, a lot of those proceeds are coming right back. I'm gonna put them right back into this, into your amazing charity and show. Well, thank you, sir. I accept that endorsement and we support your work at MyPillow.com. Remember everybody, when you visit, use the promo code PRAYNEWS, you get a big discount and our charity gets a little bit of help. So thank you, Mike Lindell, for your support. They get a lot of help, not a little bit, a lot of help. (laughs) We need all we can get for Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. And I'm coming to you with the most important commercial that I've ever done. All of you know what MyPillow and myself have gone through in the last five months in my efforts to bring the truth forward. Well, it's all come down to this. I'm having a cyber symposium on August 10th, 11th, and 12th. This historical event will be live streamed 72 hours straight on my new platform, frankspeech.com. You can help by getting everybody you know to go to frankspeech.com now. To help support this Cyber Symposium event, I am offering some of the best prices ever on MyPillow products, but they're only offered at frankspeech.com. Go to frankspeech.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive these exclusive MyPillow offers. Thank you and God bless defending your religious freedom. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. We're here at PIJN News in our mobile booth at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Dallas. I'm interviewing author with her dad, uh, Dr. Harold Selah, is the father of Bonnie Selah, who is our guest. Bonnie, welcome to the program. Thank you. Uh, Your dad wrote this book, 40 Unstoppable Women Who Changed the World. I'm just going to read some of the names of these women, right? Mm. Corey Ten Boom, uh, Mother Teresa, Joni Erickson Tada, uh, uh, Elizabeth Elliot, the famous missionary wife, um, Rosa Parks, who changed the, the civil rights movement. Uh, why did your dad write this book? He wrote this book uh, really for younger women because he realized that, you know, although some of your viewers may recognize these names, perhaps our daughters or our granddaughters may grow up not knowing who these incredible women of faith were. Right. And he's a great uh, reader of biographies. He reads a biography a week, and he realized he read had read many biographies of great men of the faith, but not as many women of the faith who have mm-hmm. said... Yes, yeah, so he felt that there was a Respectful and observant of him. Yes. It's, it's so important to mentor young girls to become godly women. And there's so many great role models there and are. examples. There's even some from the Bible, like uh, uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, of course, and Noah's wife. 
What do you know about Noah's wife? Well, we call her Mrs. Noah. We don't know her <laughs> name. Uh, we know that she stood by her man. You know, she stood by her man when he received a word from God, when he began building a gigantic boat, which no one had any idea what, you know, it would ever be used for when he was told, when he was you know, going around telling people an event would occur that they had never seen before in history. Uh, we know that she spent a long time cooped up in a small place with not only her family, but two of every kind of animals. <laughs> so we know that she really was a woman that believed God and was willing to, uh, she had some stick to that's for sure. Those are the kind of stories I would like to read. I, I mean, I suppose I didn't really know that about her until you said it, but all of those things have to be true. Yeah, she had to have a lot of faith. And, you know, the women that whose stories you'll find in this book are, first and foremost, women of faith in Jesus, but they're also really women of courage, women of grit, and women who said yes to Jesus and jumped in when a need came across their paths. I, I'm so impressed. Um, tell me about guidelines.org. You have you have a ministry and you, you're the president. You've inherited this from your father who's now 85. That's right. And we have short uh, Bible-based devotionals that are audio messages that we share online, on radio, you know, all over the internet. But more importantly, we've begun to work with partnership, work with partners around the world to translate that, those devotionals uh, into 21 languages. And we're sharing them in places where people are completely unreached by the gospel, where people are brand new believers and places where they are living under great persecution. There are pockets of persecution, especially in what we call the 1040 window from, you know, uh, yes. throughout the Middle East, or North Africa, the Muslim world, the Hindu world, the Chinese world, uh, North Korea, of course, Christians are terribly persecuted in these places and you're reaching out and helping. We are. And what's really incredible is today through technology, not just radio, but internet and many other ways to creatively access those places, we are able to share Jesus, to encourage brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, we really are ready to finish the task of the Great Commission today if if the church will work together in partnership. You probably know this, but I was I, I learned that seventy percent of the world's missionaries, like like from America or Britain or the English speaking world, if you're a missionary, seventy percent are women. That yes, women that's go true. as missionaries more often than men are willing. Women obey God and men disobey God is what I'm what I'm saying. Well, I think uh, in many cases, women, and there are so many stories of women missionaries in this book, uh, they, were, they were just willing to say yes, even to the small thing. They were willing to say yes to the unknown. Uh, and so in many cases, they started out just to meet one need. Uh, I think of the woman, a woman named Lillian Trasher, who was a missionary in Egypt. She was called to the home of a man whose wife was dying. Nothing could be done. His wife passed away, but there was a baby in the home, and the man said, throw that baby in the Nile. You know, I don't want that child. Kill the kid. And she begged for the baby. She took the baby home and 8,000 orphans later, God was finally finished with using Lillian Trasher, but she wait said minute, yes wait. to God. She took in one child, and then she took in And 8, they kept 000? coming over the course of her life. She would come to care for uh, 8,000 children. A mother to orphans. Yes. Oh, that is such a beautiful story. And, and I was adopted when I was three, so mm. I, I have a special affinity. Our, our charity cares for orphans and children in India. We sponsor and feed up to 1,100 children every day. Um, I want to say thank you to your father. Tell us a, a little bit about him. 
Well, he's turning 84 next year, and he's been in radio for over 50 years. He actually pioneered the five-minute uh, devotional on Christian radio, so he's been doing that. We have over 5,000 of his programs that really are a treasury that we are sharing uh, around the world in places where they don't have Christian resources. You know, 80% of the world's population does not have access to clear and consistent teaching from God's Word. So there really is a need out there, and in working with uh, our partners in Turkey, in Kyrgyzstan, Mongolia, Albania, all around the world, we're able to come alongside them and enable them to reach their own people in their heart language and in a way that makes sense to the listener. So five-minute Bible devotionals now being taught around the world because of your father's great legacy. His name is Dr. Harold Sela. You are Bonnie Sela, and I want you to describe this. People can get a free information pack, and it looks like a little purse, uh, when they go to guidelines.org, and you're giving away devotionals. That's right. We have many resources at our website, uh, guidelines.org. We have downloadable Bible studies, uh, devotional videos, just a host of things that are available for free. And please get a copy of the book, 40 Unstoppable Women Who Changed the World. Uh, thank you, Bonnie. Some, someone's out there. We have a lot of uh, ladies who watch the program. Would you lead us in a word of prayer? Absolutely. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for those who have gone ahead of us in saying yes to you and surrendering their lives to you, Lord. We just pray that anyone listening here today would understand that you have created each of us for a purpose and that your calling always is accompanied by your provision. So, Lord, help us all to say yes to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This has been Bonnie Sala. Get her products at guidelines.org. Uh, I'm Dr. Chaps. We'll be right back. The Bible says this in James 1, that pure religion before God and the Father is to visit orphans and widows in their trouble. You know, we have been sponsoring up to 259 orphans and children in one of the poorest states in India for many years, but now, there is a famine of biblical proportions happening because of the unemployment there. We are sponsoring people who otherwise cannot feed themselves. We've given over $10,000 to feed up to 100,000 meals to the poorest of poor in one of the poorest states in the world. We need your support. We need your financial contributions. Can you help us? There's somebody out there watching who could give $1,000 or even $10,000 toward a matching gift for what we have already provided. Please donate today. Prayinjesusname.org is our website. Or you can call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please help us feed the poor today. If you've been following the LGBTQ agenda, there is now a radical program to take away freedom from Christians like you. In fact, they're trying to pass an unconstitutional law now. It's misnamed as the Equality Act, but it's really inequality for Christians. And it punishes people like Jack Phillips, the baker who didn't want to participate in gay weddings and florists and photographers. It also forces co-ed bathrooms on every business owner in America. You could lose your business if you don't let men into the ladies' restroom. It violates the privacy and safety of women, forces women to compete with men in their own sporting events. And finally, there are no religious exemptions. Even your church will be vulnerable. We want you to sign a petition against this today at PrayInJesusName.org. 
Click on PrayInJesusName.org. There's a row of petitions there. Look for the one called Equality. We will send it to Congress. Sign up today. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Thank you for giving today, and thank you for contributing to help us bring you these programs. We could expand if we had a few more sponsors. Please visit PrayInJesusName.org. The Bible says in Hebrews 13, do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, and such sacrifices are pleasing to God. If you can contribute, call us right now at 866-Obey-God, or just call us for prayer. It's free. We'll see you next time. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray in Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. 